We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dean here. It's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it is three o'clock on the East Coast, two o'clock. Oh, no, it's two o'clock Central, noon on the West Coast, which of course means it's time for Yahoo DFS Live presented by Rotor Runners once again. Uh, I know it's the uh, the season long, uh, you know, finals as far as, uh, you know, if you're in your, your season long deal, of course, we talk daily here. Uh, the season long guys over at Yahoo, we talk daily with the Rotor Runners uh, daily fantasy guys. Uh, we're bringing in one of the finest over here from Yahoo. We'll, we'll talk about what uh, some of you probably recognize here from Rotor Runners as well in just a second. But Dalton Del Don representing for the Yahoo side. Dalton, I know you're probably in like your season long, you know, finals mode, but we have to talk DFS as well. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, happy holidays, everybody out there as well, by the way. Uh, and also uh, tell me about, uh, let's see, you're in a couple leagues, so I'm, sure, I'm assuming you have some kind of final setup, right? Yeah, uh, thanks for having me as always. Uh, you're right, Week 16 is the most uh, important league in season long and everyone's fired up for sure. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people out of their playoffs, which is the perfect time to jump into DFS if you're not used to it. So it's, I mean, that this is what it's made for, is if you're a big season long guy and you're out of your league that you care the most about, now is the time to jump in. And there'll be some craziness the final two weeks anyway. It'll be especially fun next week trying to decide who's going to play and all that. But we, we have one more week left for the full slate that it should be as close to normal as possible. Yeah, and you said you had a couple of sweats yourself as far as uh, as far as your home league or like your uh, official league and all that kind of stuff. I wish you good luck this week, obviously. Thanks. Myself, we were talking about it before the show. Brett, uh, we'll bring in in just a second. You're asking about like teams that might have uh, Zeke Elliott's coming back and playing in the finals. Well, why one league, why one season-long team, which I'm sure people really care about, Brett. People love hearing about these <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of stories. Uh, I had David Johnson. I traded up for the number one pick. Ezekiel Elliott and Kareem Hunt. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to win this thing. And I, I didn't. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's <laughs> going to be just – I got knocked out last week and Todd Gurley oh, just you're not there. me, basically. Oh. But, uh, it would have uh, been awesome got, to get to the Super Bowl with uh, Zeke, though, man. That would have been a – that's that's one that you could write home about and brag to everybody that you know that hey I had the number one overall pick and I got David Johnson and I still won my league that'd be something <laughs> yeah I traded like the number four and number five pick overall in my third round pick for the first pick overall I took David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell because 
whatever. I'm a fish, I suppose, but uh, results oriented. If you guys don't know who that is, that's Brett Hartfield. He's uh, filling in today. We much appreciate it. He, uh, he goes by Killer B throughout the industry. Of course, if you guys have Rotor Grinders Premium, you see him uh, all over the place on these videos. Brett, welcome to the show. You play on Yahoo Plenty, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I try to dabble in every site that has the, uh, just the salary cap formations of DFS. So yeah, I, I get a lot of exposure over on Yahoo. And in fact, Yahoo really saved me last week. Uh, Yahoo, the nice part about Yahoo is they include the Sunday night football game, the Monday night football game. And I had plenty of exposure to Jameis and Mike Evans and then brought it back with Devontae Freeman last week in my main cash and my main tournaments. So uh, that really brought me back to even. So thank you, Yahoo. You say that, by the way, and this is the one week where it's not true because uh, I assume because of Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, uh, they the, got the, the two slate, game. Yeah. The main slate is uh, 12 games. but So there's no Le'Veon Bell to be had, unfortunately, because he's like the cheat code, I suppose. Uh, if you're playing on a slate, I'm sure there's a, a slates available that have all 16 games, I would imagine. So in, in the uh, lobby, of course, their main slate, you know, with their baller, the baller, the, uh, you know, 50K uh, prize pool, 5K, to, if you bank at $10, jump in there. That tournament is uh, a 12-game slate. You mentioned last week, uh, we always talk about last week briefly, of course, we're going to dive in and talk week 16 in just a second, Brett, but uh, you got some gluten to do, Dalton. You banked, uh, you, you won our, our tournament last week to break down your team for us. Yeah, I did. I uh, hit the, I bunched up uh, Mark Ingram and Le'Veon Bell, speaking of, and, and Kenyon Drake. Those guys hit, went with my guy, Jimmy G, to, uh, Garrett Selleck. But I'm surprised that I did win the whole group because my receivers were total busts. Uh, Devin Funches loved his setup there. And, and Des Bryant and Deshaun Jackson, they all, all three of them combined for barely 10 points. So I am surprised I still pulled away uh, thanks to the productive, uh, productive backfield. Yeah, uh, I mentioned before the show, we kind of talked about it. I said I made a donkey move at the last, you know, 12, when it was 1230 late swaps. And I don't know, Brett, you tell me because you asked me the question. And I don't know, was it like, uh, was the results oriented or not? So I got off the bird. Uh, the bird had two touchdowns. He was the 10K wide receiver. I got off him for Brett. Who do you know? Who's the guy that all of a sudden became interesting to me? At, you know, noon or once I saw late scratches. When I saw Teddy Ginn was out, Brett, I went to Willie Sneed. And uh, that you got was, bit that by it? the Sneed, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, never go full Sneed. Never go so, full Sneed. So the problem that I had, uh, and this was even on Yahoo, once uh, I got uh, knowledge that Fournette was ruled out, I went to Chris Ivory. And oh. then. And then got off of uh, Marquise Goodwin, basically my only good wide receiver play throughout <laughs> the whole week. Like De like Dalton said, there weren't a lot of good uh, wide receivers out there. It was very hit or miss. A lot of guys like Bird that you've never heard of having two touchdowns last week. But uh, yeah, I mean, I ended up uh, spending up, this was more across the industry, but ended up spending up for Antonio Brown in lineups. Uh, mm -hmm. We haven't seen Pittsburgh on a main slate in a long time. So I was loving my exposure to Antonio Brown, but uh, that kind of bit me. It's like an expansion team. Who are these Steelers? I never heard of them. I just played DFS. Uh, and so you didn't, you didn't pivot the top. You had no Tommy Bahannon. Ah, uh, you know, couldn't get on him. <laughs> no. Dalton was like one guy. Is there one guy touting on, on, uh, on Twitter? Like we, we called Bahannon. I, yeah, I didn't I know, know he existed. That. Yeah, there was another rushing touchdown too, right? Neither – they had three rushing touchdowns and neither were Yeldon or Ivory. And, of course, um, I actually had a couple lineups. Uh, I actually was on Keelan Cole, believe it or not. That, oh. that was surprisingly, but I – one of the few things that did go right. But, um, yeah, I think he finished with the most fantasy points among all wide receivers last week. Is that right? Just a crazy, crazy ending to an otherwise crazy uh, fantasy season. He certainly could have. And, like, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll be, enough rehashing of last week. But speaking on terrible receivers – 
Like I had a ton of Funches. I had a ton of Josh Gordon. I had some feeling. It did not go out well, <laughs> work out well no. for myself, but uh, Hey, and I, I like you, uh, Brett, I, I managed to salvage just because I think everybody just, I mean, you know, of course right. those guys were all heavily owning, especially Antonio Brown. Uh, so I, I did salvage in other spots. Thankfully it wasn't a complete disaster, but uh, this is already talk about, this is a spot where he, Hey, is he worth it? The guys were willing to spend up on Dalton. Who do you want to spend up on? We already touched the, on this guy's name. Now let's elaborate. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as Ezekiel Elliott? He's back. Yeah. 30 bucks here. I'm totally paying up. I mean, I guess there's some concern with conditioning, but this guy ranks as a top 10 fantasy back this year, still overall after missing six games. I think he's number two in a per game basis. We saw Seattle get gashed by the run last week. Uh, Dallas, obviously, both these teams' seasons on the line. But at home, uh, total workhorse. I expect him to immediately go back to being a workhorse. Uh, 30 bucks just seemed kind of like a bargain there. So I, I absolutely think that, that the, the price there um, definitely worth paying up for. Yeah, I'm not concerned about the conditioning at all. Like, you know, this wasn't an injury or anything. And then the right. reports are that he's been working out the whole time. And like you said, it, it feels like a discount. Uh, you know, Gurley is certainly in play, and I'm sure we'll talk about him at some point as well. But you know, a nice discount off Gurley, $30 seems a little bit too cheap. And I don't see any reason why he wouldn't get 30 touches right away. Dallas and Seattle, they're both playing for potential, you know, the, the chances are slim, but they both, you know, feel like they have a shot at a playoff right now. Uh, Brett, touch on uh, Elliott at $30. And then, you know, let's talk about how it affects Dak. And then, of course, uh, their left tackle currently is not practicing either. How does that affect yeah, I, I'd like to see an updated photo on what Ezekiel Elliott's uh, physique looks like. Like, is this is this Ohio State uh, cut, like, you know, the belly shirt, you know, uh, Zeke? Are we getting that or are we getting still kind of like a little bit of the thicker Zeke? But, no, I uh, totally agree. He's going to be angry. Um, I, I believe it was a six-game suspension. So, like you said, he's still – I mean, he's healthy. Uh, they're going to feed him. I don't care what you hear in the press. Uh, this is going to be their offense this week. Uh, they're going to feed the – Read the guy. And, you know, the nice part about uh, Zeke is he's really became uh, become a wide receiver this year. So, um, you know, he's, he's going to get targets. He's going to get touches all over the field. So, yeah, I really like him. And, you know, Seattle, like, man, they got, <laughs> they got blitzkrieg by the Rams. I mean, in Seattle, which we never yeah. see. So them on the road, this is, this is a spot where we always attack Seattle's defense uh, on the, on the road. It hurt. Uh, so yeah, this is a spot where Dallas is going to put up some points. So there, there is, is like, there is a photo actually out there circulating. <laughs> Ooh, let me confirm. Zeke looks shredded. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that more aerodynamic, uh, physique looking. All right. That's good. <laughs> and also there's like in fighting there in Seattle as far as their defense, they feel enough. Of course they've, they've dealt with a fair amount of injuries as well. It's like, it feels like more of a name brand, right? Dalton, as far as Seattle, like we're not running away from this. Like, Oh, we, I don't want to pick on Seattle defense. Like that's, that's not a thing. I mean, maybe they overcompensate for how bad they were against the run last week. I would kind of, I guess, be somewhat concerned that, but still just the setup here for Zeke at that price, it'd be hard for me not to, to load up uh, with exposure with him. Uh, all right, Brett, uh, tell us the player that you want to pay up for this week. Uh, so, no, this is, this is uh, I guess, the way I looked at this is, do you, is he worth it? Rob Dronkowski. So I think, I think in DFS this week, you really have to make a decision at tight end. Uh, it doesn't matter what site you're playing on. On Yahoo, he's $30. Um, the big decision is, do you pay up for him or do you go cheap with like a Gates or Bright? Um, personally, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is worth the $30 price tag, uh, this week. Uh, I'd rather pay down and then pay up for, uh, studs like Dalton, uh, said with Zeke. Um, I'd rather pay up at running back this week. I'm not finding uh, too good of value at uh, running back. So 
I don't think Gronk's worth it uh, this week to pay up. Uh, last week, he definitely paid off that price tag. Um, but, yeah, this week, I'm, I'm off the Gronk. We know he's from Buffalo, and he smashes in Buffalo. I don't know. <laughs> when the Mafia is not there, I know he's, he's smashing in New England as well. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. You mentioned, like, it's, it's Gronk or it's spent all the way down. And we'll talk about the cheap. We're going to elaborate those guys uh, later in the show. But I think we also have to bring Kelsey into the conversation, just $2 cheaper at 28 bucks. I think that's, you know, the decision kind of has pay all the way up or spend on Gronk or Kelsey or, or spend all the way down and talk about, well, we'll talk about Gates. We'll talk about Brayton, guys of those sorts. Uh, like, is, is Gronk completely, you know, separate himself from Kelsey? The $2 difference, does that mean anything for him? Because Kelsey, you know, should smash versus Miami as well. So say you did decide uh, you're going to spend all the way up. Is it clear cut Gronk or a conversation? Yeah. So one thing that I've, uh, that I deep dived in actually was uh, KC's offense. So since, uh, since the new offensive coordinator took over, it's been really Kareem Hunt's show. And I found that uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Kelsey have been super negatively correlated on the year. So when one goes off, the other usually doesn't, isn't much of a factor. Uh, So I I feel like this is the Kareem Hunt show. It is cold. Uh, We're out in Kansas city, Arrowhead, uh, I'd rather buy uh, Kareem Hunt uh, over Kelsey right now. I was looking at some uh, contract incentive bonus for Gronkowski. If he gets 80 Ooh. catch, it, it's like one of like three things. Uh, if he's voted like the top tight end by the AP, which probably I guess he will be. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if he gets 80 receptions or 1,200 yards, I think he gets five and a half million dollars. This is what uh, the RG premium subscribers want right here. I mean, that's a deep <laughs> dive right there. Looking at, looking at uh, salary incentives. That's what we like. Yes. I think he's what, like 14, uh, he's, he's 16. Uh, so in two games, he needs 16. So to lock him in guaranteed any receptions, or he's a little less than 200 yards from 1200 total yards, which would again, bink that uh, the five and a half million dollars, or like, wouldn't he just be voted by the APS top tight end? I assume so. Dalton comment on this, as far as uh, your thoughts, as far as Gronk and compare him to, to Kelsey for spending all the way up where you're at as far as Murkowski. That's a great point about the correlation between Hunt and, and Kelsey. I didn't realize it was that stark, but it makes sense. And I'm all on all in on Hunt again this week. I expect more of the same. Love that matchup there. Yeah, Gronk, um, I'm, I'm in general all four paying down on tight end uh, this week. But uh, Gronk has like the double narrative street. Not only I believe he's from Buffalo and he's just totally crushed them throughout his career, but also there's the whole revenge factor, right? I mean, he got suspended for that, for that shot against them. So people are actually worried about him going over the middle in this game. But um yeah, I mean, he's, he's awesome. Uh, he and Kelsey in a league of their own, of course. But um, I'm probably going to go – I really like Brate at 11 bucks or Garrett Sellett, guys like that this week. Yeah. I mean, is, is that a concern, by the way? I mean, is that a legit concern? Like somebody's going to try to take out Gronk? Like is there like a I – mean, I wouldn't yeah. let that affect my decision personally, no. But Who I mean, was that coach out. years ago that like paid out his players for like certain hits? Was that – well, that was the Hurricanes. The Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Well, I, I was at that game, yes. Brett they, Favre's ankle. Yep. Yeah, I was at the Niner game. The Saints did that. Yeah, kill the head and the body will die or something, I believe. Greg Williams, a defensive yes. player, said. And they go. went after Alex Smith. And then that punt returner, they concussed Kyle, Kyle Williams, and he fumbled in the NFC Championship game twice next week. And I'm also combining stories because I think uh, Luther Campbell uh, would, would pay Hurricanes players for <laughs> rough hits back in the 80s as well, too. If you guys remember this, uh, when the, Hur- well, the Hurricanes are back, I suppose. My guy, uh, you know, as far as, you know, I say, like, you know, is he worth it? This guy just seems way too cheap. It's, uh, you know, Michael Thomas at $29. You know, that just seems way too cheap. The guy, uh, he's ridiculously consistent, probably the most consistent receiver on the slate. Uh, touchdown variance is filing in his favor. He scored a touchdown, what, in three, uh, three straight weeks. He probably could have had three touchdowns last week if a couple wonky things worked against him. And also, uh, red zone targets, nine. Nine red zone targets the last three weeks. We know 
uh, Brett, uh, Brett Favre. I was going to say Green Bay is on my mind. Drew Brees. <laughs> Brett Favre is not going to throw for any touchdowns. Like, Brees is not, like, had to air it out so much this year. But Thomas is clearly, clearly, clearly his guy. Uh, the game against Atlanta should shoot out. They're, they're projected for 29 points. Uh, and, Brett, you're the guy. You shop around the industry. Uh, you like to buy guys low, sell them high, fade them high. Uh, this seems too cheap on Thomas, right? Yeah. I mean, basically across the industry on the main slate, uh, you would have Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas uh, near the top of every site. And here you have quite the misprice for Michael Thomas at $29. So uh, like you said, he's got a uh, super high floor. I think the only thing, only real concern uh, that he's ever had uh, playing offense uh, this year is the uh, pass to run ratio that the Saints have run. I mean, last year we were looking at uh, clearly uh, over a 60-40 pass run ratio. And this year it's almost 50-50 just with how strong these two backs are. So um, Michael Thomas, I mean, uh, this this game happened just two weeks ago. So uh, Thomas got fed there. He had 14 targets, 10 catches with the touch. So um, yeah, love love Thomas for this price. Uh, should be better at home uh, in, in the Superdome where we know they always crush his offense. Yeah, Dalton, Brett references like the price, you know, as far as compared to other people. So Thomas is $29, Keenan Allen $39, Julio $35, Tyreek $32, Jarvis Landry is a dollar more than I – mean, I can't talk to that. Uh, so just like if, if you were to – if I were to ask you, like, name your favorite receiver, price isn't an issue, like it might be Michael Thomas, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's right there with Julio and Keenan Allen. The, the price is – given his price, he's a no-brainer because I just put him in the same tier with those. This th That game is the highest over-under – of the week. He scored a touchdown in each of the past three games. And last week um, I had him going. So let me tell you, he had two other touchdowns <laughs> yeah. back on review and calls were very, very close. So he nearly had a three score day. So the targets are there. So really hard to, to come up with a counter here. I, I totally agree with you. So now we talk about guys that we're, we're willing to fade, we're willing to pass on. And it's interesting, Brett, you're just talking about the New Orleans offense and how much they run. And I like, I want to hear your take. I want to hear you out because uh, look, results-oriented, I've been absolutely wrong on this. <laughs> and I feel like maybe you've been doing the same thing all year. Uh, but, but talk about the running backs there in New Orleans. And how, how have you handled them actually throughout the season as well? I'm curious. Yeah, I've been, I've been really bad. I'm uh, right in that same boat with you. Uh, so Mark Ingram and Elvin Kamara. Uh, I mean, you have to pay elite price tags on these guys as if they're workhorse backs, which, you know, I consider a workhorse back where – you're not only carrying the ball, you're catching the ball, uh, getting 20 touches. Uh, you know, Kamara, in this same matchup, he saw four touches two weeks ago. Um, now, this is a spot where I do expect New Orleans to really get off. Um, they're not going to have the same issues that they had in Atlanta. Well, that was but, the game he got concussed in, though, right? Not to cut oh, you off. but Yes, yes, that's correct. But, you know, Ingram still didn't have a, a very good game uh, in that game. So uh, I think this is just a spot where – uh, opportunity cost, and I do like other uh, running backs uh, in better spots. Now, this this game does stand out on an island uh, with the over-under uh, being, you know, kind of in a spot where no other game is anywhere near that. So uh, it's just it's just where I, I like Ezekiel Elliott more. I, I'd rather pay Le'Veon Bell if you're if you got him in your slate, uh, Kareem Hunt. So there, it's just opportunity cost of uh, rostering one of these guys and not feeling confident which one's going to really have the game, you know? Yeah, like I think they're both really good. And I think Kamara is just insane. Like he's so so talented. Mm -hmm. You watch him, you can tell he's a clear difference maker on the field. But for me, like talent is not the most important thing, like volume and opportunity. 
so tell me where these 29 points come from, Brett. Uh, you know, is, is Michael Thomas going to catch two touchdowns? Is the defense going to do something? Like, it's just like hopefully neither one of them get like two touchdowns and you could be okay. And then I think it was okay last week until I, I knew it was coming too. Like, you know, the, the, you know, whenever the defense, they like 10 guys, 11 guys in the box, uh, you know, they, they hand the ball to Ingram. He's just going to break past, break past the first wave and he's gone because it was essentially get a first down, the game's over. And then Ingram busts off like a 50 yard touchdown. It's like, well, so much for the Ingram fade. <laughs> that was not fun. Uh, so where, where do the points come from? Yeah. So it's funny. I mean, when the saints offense is healthy, right, they have all their guys, they have all their studs. It can come from anywhere. And that's, that's the issue. You know, we see it also in new England when they're fully healthy, you know, when they have the grunts and he's not suspended and they have cooks and they have Hogan uh, who is now practicing it, it almost becomes there's just too many mouths to feed and you uh, the target allocation is so great that you don't know where to go. That's exactly where we are with the Saints without any injuries. So I think I think I reserve only New Orleans Saints exposure in tournaments. So in the big baller, uh, whatever you're playing uh, for Yahoo tournaments, these guys are definitely viable and you'll get them low owned uh, just because of what I said. But uh, yeah, this is not a spot where I'd be going in cash games at all. What's your thought here, Dalton? Well, I mean, it's tough to argue with their production. And, and Camara was on his way to a big game. It seemed like that game when he left concussed with Atlanta. I think he had three catches, 25 yards on that first drive of the game. But I do I do get what, uh, what Brett's saying as far as uh, other guys similarly priced with uh, Elliott, uh, Hunt. I prefer them a little bit. And it is maddening because inevitably you'll pick the wrong Saints back. But could be a lot of points in this game and in that environment. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I could see them putting up big numbers, but I totally understand that it, it's just tough to predict which one any given week. I would say if I'm going to pick one, I would probably take Kamara. Like Atlanta's really vulnerable to running backs too, catching the ball. They both can catch right. the ball, but Kamara yeah. just can really get loose. Uh, we saw Ingram get loose last week, I think like a 50-yard screen or something something like that. But uh, as far as the guy you're willing to fade, where are you at, Dalton? Yeah, Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's banged up again and remains very expensive, $36, second highest price back uh, right there with Kamara. Um, yeah, I mean, again, playing banged up. You never know if he could re-injure it in the middle of the game. The Niners have quietly, for all the Jimmy G talk, they've quietly improved defensively. Since their bye week 11, they've allowed 3.1 yards per carry, and I believe the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. And this is coming from a defense that was a sieve, the worst against running backs the first five, six weeks of the season. But Reuben Foster is healthy, developing into a, a, an elite run stopper. So I don't think the matchup is as good as it looks if you just look at the season-long stats. So uh, no way at that price do I want any part of Fournette. Yeah, I can't see that happening. I can't see myself paying for that. But let's talk about the receivers. Um, because that, that, I think that's the real interesting conversation. Yeah. You know, as the receivers there against Sam Fran, uh, Bortles has looked – I mean, he's looked good. I know we like we, once we like, say something, we want to believe it's true forever and just not want to change our minds. Uh, surely the defense is helping him out as well too. But he's certainly looked better this season. Uh, Marquise Lee expected out. Uh, a couple of receivers just basically coming out of nowhere as far as Cole, Jaden Nickens sleeping in his car, getting touchdowns. Um, yeah. So Dalton, and then, like, I want to forgive DD Westbrook. Like I think he's the most talented guy and I, I trust that he's still the best play amongst this bunch. Uh, what are your thoughts? I really like them. Um, uh, Marquise Lee's out. I know Alan Hearns might return, but he, he admits he's not going to be hundred percent for the next few weeks. So I don't think that's a, a huge concern. I already said, I think the Niners uh, defend the run pretty well. Their secondary, on the other hand, has some big, big question marks at those corners. So that price is 18 and $19. In my optimal lineup I put up on Yahoo, I actually featured both D.D. Westbrook and Keelan Cole. 
Yeah, chime in here, Brett. How are you handling this? Because, like, you know, and, and I guess you can sort of factor in the conversation of like ownership and recency bias because DD Westbrook never again. He burned me last week. And oh, look at that. Look at Cole and look at Mickens. Like, are, are people going to chase this and ignore what, you know, if they're playing a receiver for Jacksonville? Well, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. So, I mean, DD Westbrook, I think, is the guy that will step into basically the Marquise Lee role here. Um, bigger wide receiver. I think he. Uh, he'll be more of the red zone threat too. Um, Keelan Cole, I mean, man, he, he crushed it, obviously. Uh, a couple longer touchdowns or one long touchdown there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all on team DD Westbrook though. Uh, the talent was there. We saw it in college. Only question mark was just uh, this guy's attitude. And, you know, no Marquise Lee. Uh, we don't know exactly what the running back situation is going to look like with uh, Fournette and Ivory and Yeldon. So um, if I'm going uh, anywhere, and I, I will have plenty of exposure to Jacksonville uh, this week. I mean, San, anytime you play San Francisco, you get a boost in uh, amount of plays. Um, not on Bortles as much because of uh, the lack of Marquise Lee, but I think you can definitely buy D.D. Westbrook comfortably. I'd expect uh, ten, uh, somewhere around 10 targets for D.D. this week. And another nice thing about going with some Jacksonville receivers this week is if Garoppolo really is for real, he might be able to put some points against Jacksonville's defense. And usually the game script's so bad for their receivers because the defense – is just dominating, but out there in San Francisco at home, those Garoppolo maybe, you know, could put up 20, 24 points resulting in Jacksonville having to throw more than, more than they like to. There's like this force field though with Garoppolo that they can't get in the end zone. Yeah. He, he can get you to the red zone. <laughs> that, that he's, he's the best at that. And then all of a sudden Robbie gold does his thing. He's amazing. Hey, but, he's uh, winning games, baby. Uh, he's winning games. Yeah. Don't start the Jimmy FG uh, nickname. You just want to give Robbie gold his revenge game. And set some records. He's fine. He's fine. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Garoppolo and Yahoo. Like they definitely tempt you with the pricing based upon matchup. Sometimes, you know, I don't want to pick on Jacksonville. I don't seek it out. But hey, I mean, he's twenty eight bucks. Are you intrigued in any to any extent here? No, I mean, uh, I'm a Jimmy G guy, and I used him last week in this in this lineup. But uh, no, not with that matchup and so many uh, quarterbacks. Just you know, three four bucks more. I, I would pivot away from him this week. So speaking of like discounted players, and maybe he's actually appropriate price now, but my, my hard pass is uh, AJ Green is $27, which I think is still not cheap enough. I'm just not tempted. I think that Cincinnati team, like the whole organization is just a sieve, to use a word that was a reference earlier in the show. Uh, just a disaster, you know, as far as what Marvin Lewis and if he's retiring or stepping down or getting fired and they want to save face. Uh, whatever's going on there, they, they are hitting the sim button. They're trying to simulate the rest of the season. They do not care. Uh, again, and he wasn't good last week. He, of course, he was shut down by Rhodes, and now he's got another tough spot uh, with facing Slay. I just don't trust the Cincinnati offense. Uh, you know, Brett, you like the price shop, $27, you know, name green, $27. Okay, it's interesting. Again, only $2 cheaper than Michael Thomas. Like, that's – I can't have – you know, of course, you could play them both, I suppose. But for me, I just cannot see myself rostering A.J. Green. It's just not cheap enough. Yeah, the whole organization, man, I just I feels given up on the year. You have a coach that uh, didn't even tell his own players uh, that he was going to be stepping down. Uh, it had to come out via uh, the media. So it's it's one of those things where I think I think everybody's packing packing up uh, there. But I mean, if you're going to buy anything in Cincinnati, I do like Joe Mixon in tournaments. Uh, he's twenty one dollars on Yahoo. I don't think a lot of people will go there, but it looks like he's he's going to be ready to roll. Uh, uh, he's been practicing now. So um, I think if there's a shot, like you want to go with a younger guy that really wants to 
you know, be the starter and be the guy in this offense going into next year. And I think, I think they'll, they'll have plenty of uh, plays for him now that he's practicing. So that they, your idea is that they, they know what Bernard is. There's no reason to kind of, there's no reason to develop or whatever it is, but just kind of see what you have and mix in kind of work towards next season. And maybe Mixon gets the like an 80, 20 split or something in his favor. Yeah. And he looked really gassed last week uh, talking about Giovanni Bernard. So I think, I think he uh, sits back down into maybe a little bit of a third down back and, and Mixon, I mean, Mixon's uh, showed that he can catch the ball. So I think, I think he really takes over here and I would only play this in a, in a tournament setting where you're going to get this for low ownership. So Dalton, you like Mixon this week? Yeah, I agree that I'll probably be low ownership. So he's an interesting tournament play. People forgot about him. And uh, I'm with you as far as uh, AJ Green, uh, Darius Slay's good. That whole team you got to worry about just in general. And he's, uh, he's, I believe he's averaging the fewest yards per game since uh, his rookie season. So uh, his down year uh, looks like it's going to end on a down note. We're going to fire up the, uh, the old hot take cannon. Dal- Dalton, you fire first. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like I'm uh, saying something too crazy or a hot take here. But, I mean, Deion Lewis is a RB1 for me. I think I have him ranked 12th overall among all running backs this week. And it's, he's not quite priced accordingly. I mean, he's going to step into that feature role without – Burkhead, yeah, there's always some risk of who knows. Maybe Gillis Lee will step back into the goal line role. But he's been out for so long. Uh, I think the touches will be there. He ranks number three in, in juke rate, uh, according to player profile this year. So, I mean, he's been getting it done when given the opportunity. Obviously, they're the biggest – they're 12-point favorites. Buffalo's been getting killed against the run. So, how is Deion Lewis not in uh, the vast majority of DFS lineups this week? So, well, it's because of, like, New, you know, the history of New England running backs and just right. kind of the kind of trolley sometimes. and. Uh, and the, and the, the potential of Gillisley and uh, you know me and Brett we talked on a previous show earlier today and uh, I I don't think you're very you're a little bit concerned about the prospect of Gillisley like swiping and siphoning a couple of his touchdowns at the goal line. Yeah, I mean, in in NFL you're you're dealing with small small sample sizes as is, but we've been here before. We've seen this before. Uh, New England's always had two three running backs. Um, Gillisley, what we know out of Gillisley is he was the red zone guy. He had three touchdowns in week one. Um, how, now the question that you have to ask yourself without Burkhead in this lineup, who, who eats what he used to do? Uh, I think Deion Lewis does take on more of the pass catching role, but I I'm, I'm going with Gillisley being the goal line back. I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's times where new England, uh, just gets right to the line. And whoever the running back is gets that touchdown. And I agree, Deion Lewis is going to see a high percentage of that snap count and will get that touch there. Uh, but if, if it's a timeout, if it's a called play, I see Gillisley getting those goal line uh, carries. So I'm not going to be as heavy uh, on him. And again, I think, I think this is a, a part of a, a great offense. They're the highest implied uh, team total uh, this week. Um, but I won't have too much exposure for the Patriots uh, unless it's a tournament setting. Would you play any Gillisley in tournaments or is that just too ambitious? Uh, I think that's pretty ambitious to go that far. I mean, you, yeah. you really have to, you have to really write a good story of how Gillisley is going to get there and it is going to be pretty unbelievable. Uh, but week one, he got three touchdowns and I feel like that's his role. That's his short, uh, short yardage. So third down and shorts uh, goal line. I mean, he's going to be used. Here's the story. Revenge yeah, that, that's the story. Well, like the, the first, he didn't have a chance for his first revenge game because he was uh, he didn't dress. Well, he, he dressed, I assume. He was, wasn't wearing a uniform, wasn't available to play. Uh, but maybe he's, he's this week's Tommy Bohannon. 
<laughs> they could do one yard touchdowns. So, so, so for yeah, it to be I, a revenge game, right? Uh, <laughs> does this player specifically go up to the coach that's calling plays and go, Hey, I used to play for Buffalo. Why don't you draw up some more plays for me so I can touch the ball and then like shove it, shove it in their face. Like, is that what we're expecting is going to happen here? That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like, you know, you say that, but I mean, I'll tell you this, like, obviously that's, you know, I understand your point there, but I will say, I suggest, I assume, I have no idea. I'm not in the huddle, but I, and I'm sure like all week long, like receivers are telling the quarterback, I, you know, I want to burn these guys. Those are my former teammates. I used to go up against that guy and practice all the time. And like the quarterback sub, you know, even, even if it's subconsciously, you know, subconsciously, like, I think that's somewhat of a thing. I think it's something. I wouldn't say it's nothing. I just don't know how much of it is, it is Brett. What, what do you think? Dean, Dean, I would agree if he played all 16 games. But this guy's just happy to be on the field, all right? He, correct, he, correct. I was taking it away from Gillisley, just kind of the idea. But Yeah, yeah right, right, right. But, no, I, I totally get it. Like, in a sport like the NBA where you actually have the basketball in your hands and you can, ha- you can really enact revenge because – like you have the ball, like I totally get it. But when other people are calling the play calls, I don't think you have much of a say. Yeah. You can dictate your usage in basketball, not so much in football, unless you, you call an audible. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think Peyton Manning spoke on this years ago about like, you know, he, he would kind of like the greasy wheel there. And if like, if a guy hasn't got, got it in like the last week or two, he would do his, uh, do his best to like to beat him. Uh, he has but, the control. He has the control to do that. Yeah. Manning, you know, he's, he gets to call the audibles and do it. Basically, you know, he throws the ball. So, uh, all right. Uh, as far as other hot takes, uh, what do you have for me, Brett? Yeah. So Mike Evans. Uh, so this week, uh, I just, I got him as my top wide receiver of the week overall. I uh, just feel like this is a great spot. Uh, this is the part time of the year. Actually, it doesn't matter what week it is. I love when we start seeing um, not for the players that get hurt, but Love it when uh, extra injuries open up uh, potential target usage and whatnot. And we're getting that in Tampa Bay. No O.J. Howard, so uh, it's not like he gets a lot of targets anyway. He's more of a uh, pass-blocking tight end. But you have Deshaun Jackson still supposedly with a boot potentially on crutches, not practicing. Uh, I don't expect him to play. Uh, Really like Mike Evans this week to be uh, fed a ton of targets. And – Kind of got uh, read an article uh, before I came on the show that you know kind of makes the narrative uh, the narrative a little bit better. Uh, you got Winston that says uh, talking to the media, you guys can shred me up for the whole year for not giving him uh, the, that chance more often. Talking about uh, Mike Evans, he goes in this situation when Mike is one on one or no one is around him, I got, I've got to give him a chance. Uh, cool part about it too is uh, Dirk Cutter kind of said the same thing. He goes, I've had the same exact conversation with James. Uh, you know, it's a lot simpler when you just throw them the ball. So I expect uh, this narrative and these quotes to be kind of uh, put into the game plan more. Uh, at least Jameis, like, you know, if nobody's open, throw it up to him. So uh, Mike Evans, yeah, Mike Evans, you know, uh, injuries are favoring him here. And, you know, this is a spot where I, I just, you beat Carolina on the outside, you know, uh, James Bradbury, Daryl Worry. Uh, Worley, they've, they've been susceptible all year on the outside. So uh, they kind of stuffed the run, kind of already a funnel. Um, no no uh, Doug Martin uh, running the ball. So uh, the pass rush, pass run ratio has been really strong uh, towards the pass for Tampa Bay uh, without Doug Martin. And I expect that to continue, especially being down in this game. So uh, a couple things. Uh, one, like, do you think he, how much one on one coverage is he going to get if DJX is not in the field? Uh, you know, like that, that's the thing. Like, I, I assume he's going to get a fair amount of targets. He won't have a ton of efficiency because, you know, 
the defense knows he's like the one guy, right, to, to be concerned with. So how much does that uh, change things? Like DJX being out, more more targets shuffled his way, presumably, but, you know, not premium targets necessarily. Uh, what, what, how, how do you decipher between that? How do you figure that out? Yeah, this has been an interesting year with quarterback play, right? I mean, we have quarterbacks that have been brutal. And I, I give uh, Jameis a little bit more credit. He's not as efficient, but uh, I still feel comfortable, more comfortable with him than like Josh Gordon targets. Uh, you know, uh, this is just a spot where I feel like injuries um, really make Mike Evans the clear play. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't see too many negative things happening here um, for Mike Evans. So uh, just feels like a good spot to me. My, my one other thought before I get Dalton's opinion is just like, when was the last time, like theoretically, hypothetically, you, you swapped out Mike Evans at like 1250 and like you regretted it? Like, when was the last time he had that game? Like, oh, man, I wish I would have rostered true. Mike Evans. Yeah. It hasn't well, happened in, like, a, at least a year. Right. And and uh, to speak more on the Tampa Bay wide receiver situation, uh, I know uh, Dean and I had a conversation about uh, Godwin earlier in the year. And this guy is actually an athletic freak. Uh, we should expect to see him out there on two wide receiver sets. So it's not like there's, you know, uh, physicality-wise or athletic athletic-ness-wise, uh, uh, a big drop down, I think, from Deshaun to Chris Godwin, just looking at uh, their Sparks scores and whatnot. So um, I do, I mean, that's a that's another $10 guy that's going to be interesting for Yahoo plays. You're a Sparks score truther? <laughs> I mean, you got to look at it, especially when you don't know too much about a guy. Hey, I want to know what he's running the 40 in. I want to know how well he did in college uh, and things of that nature. McKinnon and Kittles are two of the guys that I know like are those mm-hmm. are like that's like on team those are like first stringers on a team spark score uh Dalton what are your thoughts as far as Evans yeah I only like spark score when it backs up players I like but when it says otherwise then I just ignore <laughs> the ignore it altogether but in seriously seriousness uh I'm, I mean I made Cameron Brait my $10 baller so I, I just like the setup uh the Carolina is more beatable to to wide receivers but yeah Tampa Bay can't run the ball they should be playing from behind uh, 10 point dogs a uh, bunch of banged up other options other than Mike Evans and obviously no OJ Howard. So I'm with there with Evans, especially his price 24, certainly lower than it was at the beginning of the year. And Cameron Bray, what 14 touchdowns since the beginning of last season. And now the only tight end there. So I really like him at 11 bucks this week. Yeah. He seems to have a rapport with Winston as well, too, as far as my hot take, I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but I mean, they looked terrible last week as far as Seattle wrote, uh, Russell Wilson, I have him going for uh, 400 total yards and uh, three touchdowns at Dallas. I know their playoff chances are slim, but they do have playoff chances, so they're going to be pushing and going for it. We saw last week, you know, where uh, Coach did not take him out. They were down like 40-7 to with like five minutes to go. And, I mean, it's great for your fantasy teams to all that, but it's completely not practical. And, like, my way of, like, making sense of that is, like, maybe, like, you know, they were thinking about padding a potential MVP season which, I mean, that, that was my reason. I don't know, although I think Brady's going to get the MVP because by default, now it just kind of fell to him. Uh, you know, he's in, what, what's the stat, Brett? Brett? He's, he's been involved in every offensive touchdown this year but one. Is that correct? Mm, that's correct. I mean, probably one of the craziest stats you'll ever hear, 34 total touchdowns for Seattle, and 33 of them have come by way of Russell Wilson in one, one way or another. So, um, yeah, if you uh, roster Russ, expect all the touchdowns. Yeah, uh, and I just – I think that game's going to – I feel like that game's going to shoot out. What are your thoughts, Dalton, as far as Dallas versus Seattle? Yeah, totally. It's time to buy him now coming off a bad game. And you're right. That was crazy that he was playing at the end there, although I had him some places and I was happy to see it, but it was absurd. 
but I, I expect a full on, uh, yeah, I mean, their defense is off, obviously um, shaky with injuries and we expect a big game from Zeke. So good environment. So I expect a, a total shootout and, and Russell Wilson obviously is involved in every single play there. He'll run. So yeah, I obviously Sean Lee, Dallas defense plays better, but still I, I expect a lot of points in this game. Wilson, uh, yeah, it's, he's right there. If, if he's not the number one, he's the number two quarterback of the week. We do have our $10 ballers, Dalton. You kind of referenced there as far as Cameron Bray. Is there anything else you wanted to say as far as selling it? Of course, Howard being out uh, makes him more appealing. He's uh, 11 bucks, and I'll give you a tight end, which, I mean, you probably can piece it together. It was $1 cheaper. Uh, but why, why are we on Braid as a potential pump? We kind of yeah, wanted just, it a couple times, but just to send it home, I guess. Yeah, just to reiterate, 14 touchdowns since the beginning of last year. You said the rapport with Winston, no Howard. I just like the setup. Uh, there, are, there are a few alternatives. If you're going to go uh, – you, you highlighted this earlier, but it's totally just worth hammering home. You either go big on tight end this week or totally cheap. It's one or the other. I, I wouldn't pay for the in-between. So my cheap tight end, and maybe for the last time ever, like this is, if you, yeah. if you ever want, if you, if you missed out and never once rostered Antonio Gates, this is probably it, folks, or maybe week 17, we shall see. Uh, no, uh, Hunter Henry, of course, is out for the season. He's dealing with, the, he's got a kidney, uh, and he's, he's just no minimum here, uh, Gates. He's, he's 10 bucks, 10 smackers, great chemistry with Philip Rivers. Rivers loves him. Rivers would happily loan him one of his bolo ties. He would probably let him watch one of his seven kids. Yes. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, just a, he's not going to do anything between the 20s so much. I mean, it's, you're basically banking on him catching a touchdown. He's a great red zone target, um, you know, and he's 10 bucks. <laughs> Brett, uh, you know, I guess talk about we, – we've had, we've had this conversation earlier today, and just let's, let's talk about as far as great versus Gates, if you're fully pumping. And we talked about, you know, paying all the way up. Uh, how about spending all the way down as far as tight ends? See, I would love this situation a lot more if the Chargers weren't in the playoff race. Um, knowing that they are in the playoff race and they need to win. I don't expect much work still from Antonio Gates in between the twenties. Uh, love Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen eats up a lot of that Hunter, Hunter Henry uh, target shares still. Um, and then even Gordon, uh, Melvin Gordon gets probably a little bit more of the touchdown equity uh, that Hunter Henry uh, gives up. So uh, if they weren't in the playoffs, uh, I mean, I could see a career-defining, Hall of Fame career-defining <laughs> moment here uh, where they just go all in. So, you know, if they lose week 16 and they're out of the playoffs by week 17, this could be a jam in Antonio Gates because Phillip's oh, no. just going to give him all the balls, you know? No, wait, wait, hold on. First of all, we thought that was going to happen last year when he told everybody he was retiring. <laughs> and I played him week 17, and there the street told me he was like one touchdown short of breaking the stupid record for tight ends or tying it, whatever it was. And I fell for it because, uh, you know, the quarterback dictates and we talked about early narratives and it didn't work. It didn't work. This would, out. Be, this would be like there? this would be like Kobe Bryant narrative, maybe week 17 <laughs> if they lose and they have nothing to play for. I just see all the balls going his way. And then then, you know, at ten dollars, he's he's an awesome player. But uh, yeah, Dalton, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, he's fine at 10, but I'd personally go break for a dollar more. And I hear you. Yeah, they're going to they're going to try to win. And Gates is just there's no separation even if they want to try to feed him in between the twenties, good luck, but it would be a cool story if he hits Pater, but I think you're totally relying on a touchdown here. I took a peek by the way, next week they're at home for their adoring fans there in Los Angeles at the <laughs> soccer field, uh, the Raiders versus the chargers. And, uh, it'll be like 90% Raiders. I, I don't know, but like eight, eight people in the crowd will be happy if Gates, you know, as a small, I, I'm assuming he's leaving. I don't know. As he said, I'm not sure, but as for, you know, it's DFS. All I care about is this week, and I think he's in play there as a full punt. And, uh, Brett, you got a cheap receiver for us. 
Yeah, so Kendall writes, I mean, basically since the Bears allowed Mitchell Trubisky to play the quarterback spot, like how we know, <laughs> and not like the 1950s quarterback spot, uh, he's actually throwing the ball and completing over 73% of his passes the last three weeks. So uh, we were just talking about Mike uh, Evans' targets not being so efficient. Well, Kendall Wright's been getting really efficient targets. Uh, he's had 24 targets, 17 catches for 188 yards. And at only $14, he allows you to buy up, you know, some of the running back studs that we were talking about. So uh, I think I'm going to be jamming him in. He's running all of his routes out of the slot. You know, you have a, a Bears team that's kind of been without a tight end for most of the year. So I think that might have opened up more of the middle of the field for uh, more targets for Kendall Wright. And uh, he's going to be avoiding Jason McCourty coverage, uh, you know, on the outside. So that's always a good thing. And Cleveland, man, if you've, if you've uh, you know, rostered running backs versus Cleveland, you're, you're a net loser this year. Uh, they've been stuffing the ball. Uh, they're the, the toughest against the run, even though they haven't won a game all year, which means they're facing the run all the time. Uh, this is a pass funnel defense. So uh, the Bears are going to be passing the ball a ton. And this is just – I mean, this is this is a terrible game, but we don't mind it when both games have, uh, both teams have nothing to play for, um, other than maybe Cleveland trying to get a win uh, this season. So um, I think this is a spot where Kendall Wright gets fed. All right, Dalton, what's your take here as far as Kendall Wright in this game? Like like you said, a disaster. I like how you said let your risky actually play quarterback. Like, yeah, yeah the Bears have really set the, the position by uh, back for a couple of those games. It was like watching Army Navy or so or something like that, but. Uh, what's your take there, Dalton, as far as uh, right? I remember week one, it didn't work out well for me. Results-based anger. Yeah, 24 targets over the last two weeks at that price. It's hard to argue against. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, Brett said that it's the final defense. I mean, the Browns defend the run well, and you can beat the, the receivers, uh, can, can beat the, the secondary. So it's the right setup. So um, I like it here, nearly seven-point favorites at home. Yeah, right at that price uh, makes makes a lot of sense. And, boy, you're right about that Browns run defense. Uh, I I had Alex Collins plenty of places last week, and I expected slightly better numbers. Anybody have, uh, like, a favorite correlation play this week? Uh, you know, uh, I assume a quarterback, a receiver, work it out however you want. Brett, you got one for me? Yeah, I think uh, you can go right back to the well. So I made money last week going with uh, Jameis to Mike Evans. Uh, like I talked about, the – the uh, pass-run ratio for Tampa Bay has been pretty uh, high, uh, high or lean more towards the, the pass. Uh, no, no Doug Martin there. So, I, again, I just feel like Jameis is going to be chucking the ball. And then you can even throw in uh, Cameron Brait there. So uh, put in Jameis, put in uh, Brait, put in Mike Evans, and that should be the Tampa Bay offense. Dalton, you got one for me? Yeah, I mean, Breeze and Michael Thomas, I'd say, is the obvious one, but I'll feel a little deeper. I'll say uh, Russell Wilson and Paul Richardson – Richardson has seven or more targets in four of the last five games coming off a real down game, but he still saw the seven plus targets. So I like him to score in a shootout. So I'll, I'll go a little off the, the path there and say Russell Wilson and Paul Richardson. Going off the board here. Uh, so let's say Curran Williams doesn't play. Uh, does anybody have any interest in a $10 DJ Foster or a $12 Elijah Penny? <sighs> Penny, Penny, the bruiser Foster, probably more the third down guy. Doesn't that sound like a no? I heard a gasp. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be going there, but uh, yeah. kudos to you if you do. <laughs> I just wanted to mention Elijah Penny's spelling of his first name. It's amazing. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th that's it. We're going to step aside. Uh, you know th that is uh, basically your analysis for this week. Unless unless anybody else has a hot take for the road, we basically fired them all off. Right, Dalton. We're good to go. 
Good to go. Good luck, everyone. And Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Tell the people where you can find them on the interwebs there, uh, Brett. Uh, where you can find me? Uh, I yeah. guess uh, at KillerBeats2482 on Twitter. I don't really tweet too much. Uh, not, uh, I mean, I, I need to get more of a presence on uh, Twitter, I think. So that'll be, that'll be my New Year's resolution, I guess. There you go. Uh, how about yourself there, Dalton? Yeah, I'm at Dalton Dildon, and uh, yep, sign up for Yahoo DFS. Thank you for uh, filling in for uh, us this week. Yeah, yeah. Brett, you filled in admirably. Uh, thanks, uh, Dalton. As always, I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Good luck this week as far as week 16. Happy holidays. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you. Mm -hmm.